Hey oh guys, Antvenom here, and welcome to Inside Minecraft. My methodology um, with YouTube is if you don't post crap, people won't abandon you. Java Edition supports user-created skins and mods. Bedrock Edition, explore endless marketplace content. I've said this before, and Mojang have since put this into the uh, the one of, one of their that yellow text that shows up next to the logo, or no, a loading screen text in, in Bedrock Edition, actually. So you may have seen it. It says "Infinite Wonder, Endless Possibilities." That's my phrase. Alright lads, welcome back to the Inside Minecraft podcast, the podcast regarding everything inside Minecraft. I'm Insane Orbits and we're joined again today with Jake's the YT MCPE. How's it going Orbits? How are you? I'm good, how about you? I'm doing quite good today, you know, it's been a chill day. Just been gaming, nothing much happening. I did an earlier stream today, I don't normally stream before the podcast, but I thought I'd switch up a little bit. But yeah, we have a very, this is a very, very special day, something that people have been hyped for for quite a long time. I, I know I was very, very, very hyped to announce it, um, but I'm going to let you introduce Jake, who is who is the very special guest that we there have we on go. today. Today on the podcast, we have Anne Venom. Hey oh guys, my. Anne Venom here, and welcome to Inside Minecraft. Oh. That, that's going straight into the intro clips. <laughs> uh, how how are you, Ant? How are you? I'm having myself a fantastic day, week, month, year, and life. How are y'all doing? I'm great. I'm a lot, a lot, a lot happier now that we're doing this podcast. Uh, I, <laughs> I honestly thought when we sent you the email on the uh, Inside Minecraft account, I, I, it was kind of a shot in the dark. You read the email. I said in, uh, we said it in the emails, right? It was a shot in the dark. Honestly, did not expect you to respond or even show up to the podcast. So yeah, I always try and keep emails open because, like, I like having some sort of a direct way to communicate with people in private. So it's like I see no reason to not use it. And yeah, so if when opportunities like this come around for anyone who really wants to get in contact with me with some, for something, uh, I always try and keep an easy line. Like, because just Twitter is not enough, right? Or just one mm -hmm. social media platform is not enough. I like, e even if I can't respond to the majority of emails, uh, you know, the fact that I, I do at least read through all of them um, at least once. That's fair enough. I mean, even then, I did try to do. Uh, sorry, I say I. It's, it's me who controls the Twitter account, but by I, I mean myself sure. and Jake. Uh, we did try to contact you on Twitter, but uh, you had your DMs off, and that's why I resulted to hunting down your email. <laughs> and then uh, we yep. both controlled the email, so that email was uh, made by both of us there. Um, but yeah, so I guess I guess before we get into anything, uh, before we kickstart the podcast and start talking about the core of things, uh, for anyone who somehow doesn't know who you are, because there's always going to be people who don't know who you are, uh, do you want sure. to introduce yourself? Uh, who is Ant Venom? Sure. Uh, I have been doing Minecraft YouTube for well over a decade now. Um, you know, depending on when people found my content, they might know me from various series like Hunt for the Golden Apple, uh, Ant Farm Survival. They may know my Minecraft music videos. Um, or if they're not familiar with my live content, they may be familiar with my uh, with my video essay style content where I aim to break Minecraft. I aim to break people's perception of Minecraft. I aim to cover Minecraft, uh, you know, in just whatever way I see fit and whatever way I enjoy, uh, whether that's, uh, you know, a good thing or a bad thing, uh, depending on what's going on in the community at the time, I am no stranger to just speaking my mind about the game and breaking the game as hard as I can. Which is very commonly seen by your channel. <laughs> yeah, a yeah. decade, that's like, that's insane to be doing yeah, content for that long. Well, I've been doing, uh, I've been making videos since 2004 and uh, I made my first- How old is YouTube? What's up? 
YouTube How old is YouTube? So, so YouTube, uh, no, no, I was making videos. That's I had worded it that way specifically uh, for, you know, uh, forum communities uh, for the Tony Hawk franchise. Which um, we will get into, and, by the way. I've done my research. We have done our research. <laughs> we, know, we, know, nice. we know a little bit about that, so we will touch on that. Nice. And uh, I made my first YouTube account on, I think it was April 23rd, 2006. So that would have been like only a few weeks before Google bought YouTube. It's been that long. Um, oh. And uh, yeah, insane. I started started doing it professionally in 2010 um it in some respects but i started doing it full time in the middle of 2011 with uh, minecraft and i have not looked back in three million was it a lot harder sorry was was it a lot harder to adjust um i guess the youtube algorithm back then because surely there was like a lot less resources and nothing else to grow off well we didn't really think about it in terms of the youtube algorithm at the time because it wasn't really an algorithm per se until i want to say like 2014 2015 when you saw some of the first real big names in minecraft really start to uh blow up i would say past my generation so captain sparkles blew up um through his content with machinima he me and him are from the same generation but when you look at other creators i'll just say team crafted um and when they blow up they blew up because of the youtube algorithm because uh at the time youtube they made a change from their cosmic panda youtube layout to that layout nobody liked that was left justified and when they did that when you would make a new youtube account they would automatically recommend you channels to subscribe to and they put a big focus on gaming and who showed up right at the top of the list but people like me sparkles team crafted and everyone in that sort of bubble so we didn't think about growth in the same way as people these days do where now it is all about the algorithm and everything that we could talk about in that regard um that's what it takes to grow these days but back then it was a much different landscape i guess then like i know obviously not to take away anything because three million is is a very big number so not to take away anything from you personally but would you say almost in that sense that youtube kind of handed you subscribers in in like i not not to narrow it not to dumb it down to you not doing any of the works obviously you had to get to that stage you said they put you at the top like captain sparkles yourself team crafted would you say that helped a lot more than like us now we we both have our own separate youtube channels um that we're trying to grow on so would it be like would you say it was easier i guess i don't i'm not trying to make it sound less good as it was um I'm going to be careful with my wording on this one, but I think it is a lot easier today for truly talented individuals to blow up. But I think getting those first like thousand, two thousand views these days is way harder than it used to be. Uh, um, yeah, that's, that's a good response. You know, it, it, it's, 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 the thing is though, I don't want to like just bubble my response into just that phrase, but I think that sort of encompasses the majority of how I feel about it. But there are so many ways that you can get popular these days. And I would say in many regards, it is much more difficult these days because there's so many more people who are doing it and there's so many like the challenges that it takes to become a popular youtuber has evolved drastically over even just the past five years and i think anybody who's aware of the content shift within minecraft alone uh as long as you can be aware of that you can be aware of how much more challenging it is these days because the style of content that goes viral these days you could argue that the majority of it is very similar I guess like you could also say it's hard for the OG YouTubers to stay on the platform as well. There's a lot of um, people sure. who were making content since you made content and a lot of them you either still see today and they're maybe not pulling as many views as they used to. They're still doing really well, just not as like, yep. I guess, big as they were. Or there's a lot of people who just aren't around anymore. So I guess it works both ways of like becoming relevant in quotation marks relevant. I don't really like using that word, but it's the best for this or, and staying relevant in a sense. Sure. And I mean, the definition of relevant, I think people try a lot of people use that word negatively. 
so I can understand why you might not want to say it. But it is yeah, a good yeah. word at its core definition. I think a good uh, a good thing to you know uh, a, a a good story to sort of look into uh, in this for this exact discussion is Captain Sparkles because he just posted a video uh, as of this podcast recording was two days ago, um, and he it's titled "I'm Done," and he just goes into how he doesn't want to compete with the YouTube algorithm anymore, and he ran a poll in his channel to see when people uh, started watching his content, and it was heavily skewed to 2011-2012, and it was just a curve that dropped off from there, and I got so curious when I saw that video that I posted the poll myself, and I was blown away by the results because they were not anywhere like what Captain Sparkles had, and that's something I've been thinking about in just the past two days. I've really been, my my mind has been very much laser-focused on YouTube in the, over the past two days, so great timing, I'm just going to say. I, uh, I actually have it pulled up here because I voted on, because I started watching you in 2017, and that's the majority, 2016 to 2018 is 33%. So I, I remember yeah. going on that poll yesterday, bizarre. actually. So, yeah, but it's, 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 it's oh, bizarre yeah. because that I only got about a third of my subscribers in that time frame, whereas the first 2 million came from the style of content that people are not even around for anymore. But then I guess that'd also be like, I guess the people voting on that poll, though, are people who are still watching you. So that first, that, so if you gain more subscribers two years before, that doesn't mean mm-hmm. that that many people are watching you compared to the, like, maybe the one million subscribers you gain a year after, in a sense. Well, the, I guess the, where I was uh, coming from by bringing that up was like Captain Sparkles, his stats skewed to 2011, 2012 because he got famous during that period of time, but he didn't really shift his content at really any point oh, in time okay, yeah. uh, in any major sense. But uh, that was the 2016, 2017, 2018 era was when I swapped from doing live commentary to the style I do now. Had I never made that change, I if and I were to run that poll now, the, I instead of the poll having 37,000 votes like it has right now, I'd probably have 1,000 and it would be skewed to, like Sparkles is, and my channel would have died off a long time ago. So I'm keenly familiar with the process of having to revive a channel and what it takes to grow in a new landscape. But even right now, it's tricky compared to what it was, even what it was in 2016, 2018. We um we normally like to do segments in the podcast where we kind of cut up, but this has kind of just literally flowed perfectly in, into the first thing, so we're probably just not going to do the little transition we sure. normally do. Um, but I guess sure. before we sort of carry on talking about uh, your past, because there's a lot to talk about, so we kind of categorize uh, sure. it. Why did you choose to come on the podcast today? Because it was, uh, you know, we talked a little bit before the podcast started about it. It was obviously a shot in the dark from Jake and I to uh, give you an email. So why did you choose to join our podcast? Because I've seen you've done a lot of podcasts and you enjoy obviously doing them because you're on a lot but why us Mm -hmm. well i think i mean i'm gonna go and actually look at the uh the email now but to start you had a logo which is promising (laughs) the email was actually inside minecraft and not some random name the Mm -hmm. gmail looked like there was some effort put into it i was able to then i went to youtube and just looked up inside minecraft because i was like okay let's see if they've done anything and i saw the format was well thought out and other i really aside from that um you know oh and i and i listened to to, like I, I didn't listen to any of the podcast episodes too thoroughly, but I did he- at least hear you guys speak enough to know that's like, all right, well they have some ideas to what they're doing here, and the the banter seems fun, so why not? I otherwise I didn't think about it really much beyond that. Yeah, we tried to keep it serious, but we also tried to like have that little fun element, so it's not too, I guess, dull in a sense. Mm-hmm. How, how are and you? And I also, yeah. oh yeah, sorry, Ant. Really good, yeah. <laughs> you've been a bit. No, quiet. no, oh, you're good. What was you saying, Ant? Sorry, my bad. I was just gonna say that I like because I. I don't live stream right now um even though that's something i plan on returning to uh i do enjoy offering my perspective
active on this platform because I mean, regardless of if people watch my content or not, what they think about me or not, I, I, I have some sense of the fact that I at least have a unique perspective because I've been on the platform for so long and been doing Minecraft for so long. Like, um, it, that's not saying I feel any one specific way about my own content, but just, I enjoy this sort of thing, uh, from a personal standpoint, just, uh, you know, uh, there, there's a, there's a term that I, <laughs> I'm trying to think as to what an alternate term is because the term is shooting the S word, right? That's the term. You can, you can um, do a little bit of swearing. That's fine. If you want to say yeah, that's all, right, all right. Well, well, the term is shooting the shit. I don't mind just uh, <laughs> shooting the shit about uh, what, you know, I, I know best, which is this platform. Uh, you know, so I have uh, fun with it. So I, I had no problem saying yes. That's good. To Do you have anything to say, Jake? So I've done a little bit too much talking here. Sorry. I don't want to let you. Yeah, I just want to touch back on. You said so. You've been here. You've been on YouTube for a while. How many times have you had to? I guess like revive your channel because I'm sure it's died a few times. Because I mean, it makes it would make sense to. It's been there for so long. Um. Oh goodness. Uh, I have only really thought about it that way once, um, and I'm in the process of thinking about it that way again. Um, the last video that I posted being such a different format was part of me sort of testing the waters on that because I think, anywho, I, I can get to that in a moment, but I've really only done it uh, intentionally thinking about it that way one time, which is when I abandoned live commentary and moved to my scripted stuff that I make these days. Um, and yeah, I'm in the process of thinking about it that way now, but not because the viewership is way but because my own interest in the game has fallen down, which has resulted in me posting fewer videos. So like the the quality of content is something that I've always made sure is at least of a specific standard. My methodology um, with YouTube is if you don't post crap, people won't abandon you. Even if you have to sort of build yourself back up, as long as you don't like take what a channel that had nothing but great content and then start posting garbage on it, people aren't sure. really gonna leave. So the viewership never really has gone away, even though I've been posting like one video a month for the past year but then so i i mean yeah but it's still high quality video i mean you're the downfall of minecraft emoji and i was obviously going to get a lot of views because the video that's got one million views in nine days which is mental yeah so like you clearly right, haven't I'm... fallen off <laughs> you, clearly, you clearly still i mean 302k views 578k views like 1.7 million views so talking about faithful you're actually the uh reason yep. i stopped using I, I used to only use faithful from the marketplace and i don't use a texture yep. pack anymore uh because of that video well i will say that there is a way um where you could download faithful venom which is based off of a the uh i oh god i uh not wow why can't i remember complimentary no that's the sh those are the shaders but anyway uh, the emulated Vatic project and the other one that starts with a C that my boomer mind cannot remember, um, where you can actually import it straight into Bedrock Edition, um, just even on phones. So there are ways to get free texture packs and free resource packs. And there's actually a resource called, I believe it's MCPD, MCE, like MCPEDL, yeah, where mm -hmm. you can just get maps and texture packs and all sorts of things. Um, and it's becoming quite popular. I'm really ashamed I didn't mention it in that video because that would have been the perfect thing like oh hey bedrock edition marketplace stuff you know bad actors even though there's not that many um there's only a few bad actors on the marketplace but still i could have mentioned something like that and oh my goodness it was such a missed opportunity on my part to mention that but i may mention it again at some point or it might get its own video well funny enough you know, actually uh, to 
to touch on it a little bit. MCP DL isn't actually amazing. Um, so there's someone in our. I, I'm not sure if you know about this, Jake. Uh, Vatanich. You know Vatanich. You know I, I am emotionless. I kind of heard about it, but I'm not really cleared up in the situation. I, I guess once you brought it up, I started scrolling through Twitter. I, I think it's, it's so the, the tweet reads: um, the search system for MCP DL needs a major overhaul. It usually features garbage, garbage that has more tags in the description of a quality post. The system is leading people to make posts with tags like this in a picture, and somehow this was approved. Does, I, okay, so the tweet here is actually talking about tag spam, but I'm pretty sure is there this was on uh, MCPD or MCPEDL. Uh, is this what you're referring uh, to, or the marketplace? Uh, MCPEDL. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, that's unfortunate. Then that's this is something I've not heard about. Um, yeah, I could so. be completely wrong, but apparently there's um there's been a, I guess a little bit of drama with them accepting people. So I, I read it wrong at first. I thought it was talking about like them selling packs, but it's actually the way they accept people for the site. Apparently, it's just a little bit mm. broken at the moment. Uh, but that's yeah, something. I mean, the, that... the, the, these these things happen. I hope that they fix it as soon as possible that would be ideal you know oh. things happen and and uh hopefully they uh they get around to making it better just like i i hope that mojang gets around to making bedrock edition better you know it, it all it all uh is the same Boy. thing at the end of the day i just wonder pink glitch <laughs> um yeah, right. yeah are you aware yeah. of the pink glitch you are you are right i was told about it and then i somehow forgot about it before like i'll say that video the one where where i really go into mojang and bet and bedrock edition i'm ashamed that i missed talking about console edition and the pink glitch and input lag which i didn't really make mention of mm. aside from very quickly like there's a few things i i'm ashamed i missed but i think that caused what that what happened was it caused people who knew about those bugs who knew i forgot it to make those comments so it led to higher engagement which was not really my goal i don't think of youtube in terms of views and comments quite that way i try and think about it in more of a human term in human terms so like why people are making comments um you know why people enjoy the content right. so yeah um oh my goodness though uh, can i, I yeah, that, i'm sorry if i missed sure. it in the video but did you talk about render dragon in that video because i know that's a massive issue as well i was on a, i'm unaware of uh like i've heard about this render dragon issue but i'm actually quite unaware of it so far as i understand when rtx shading was applied to bedrock edition they changed mm -hmm. the rendering the lighting rendering engine which uh, I, as far as what problems specifically that has resulted in, I'm not sure, but I have noticed a performance degradation in Bedrock Edition over the past year or so. I used to praise it because you would get like a billion FPS at like 40 yeah, render you distance. Yeah, you got a lot. And now it's like, I can't, e I, it's like I struggle at 24 now and that's where my Java Edition line is. So like Bedrock's one benefit that I've always given it is like it's losing traction to these communities that I'm just going to say it flat out because they deserve more but they work for scraps when it comes to making these mods some of them don't some you know like sonic aether if you've ever seen his patreon and how much he makes like oh my god so it is possible to you know do well being a, a mod creator but mod communities are besting a multi-trillion dollar company i um i used to wow. make command block tutorials on minecraft bedrock edition i used to like create a whole bunch of stuff and i was like it's nothing compared to mods like <laughs> i can never compare it to mods because like some, some of the stuff that people do is nuts but um even like sometimes the command block tutorials they would like even even doing commands on bedrock edition was so scuffed compared to java there was so much you could do on java yeah. like getting player heads and all this kind of stuff and it just i, I, mean, I from what i know now it's still not even a feature on bedrock edition it's just like there's a lot of stuff that's missing and a lot of bugs in bedrock edition you, um like it it comes down to something as simple as as if you do a control A in the command block interface in Bedrock Edition, you cannot see that text is selected. And sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't. And it's oh, like, you don't, yeah. you don't quite know what you're doing. It's like, it's almost better to type
type your commands into a notepad and paste them into Bedrock Edition because it's so unusable. You can't do it um, on Xbox, but, mobile, but, but then, DS. But then, but then Bedrock Edition has this like absolutely awesome structure block UI where like you can see the structure that's going to be imported in the arrangement in a way that doesn't quite you can't quite do in uh, Java Edition without a mod. So it's like in some weird little ways Bedrock Edition slaps, but in most ways it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, you can even import. Sorry, it's, no, you no. can even export um, 3D models in Bedrock with Structure Box. I figured that out right. a few weeks ago when, when I tried awesome. that with Java. Exactly. Yeah, that that's awesome. Like more features like that on the platform that was supposed to be like you know Bedrock Edition was supposed to be this you know really well refined version of Minecraft built from the ground up when Microsoft bought Mojang. Like and the mission like from the beginning was really good and then and it was good for a while and then the issues started to creep in and it was as if Mojang at least Mojang Redmond um the Redmond office are the ones that major are the ones that mostly develop Bedrock Edition um. Um, they just, it almost felt like they started to ignore it. And I, I just don't know why. Yeah. I mean, for a player's perspective, like every time the game updates, there's just more bugs that come in that are just either game breaking or just make, people I, I guess things worse. Yeah. People so, so what people do, like they, they, they download like a dot AP, APPX file to like mm -hmm. to downgrade their Minecraft on PC. Um, so they don't have to deal with a lot of issues. But it, it, it comes to the problem when stuff like servers and stuff like only limit us like a I guess like a latest version if you know what I mean. But they have to. Sure. That's the problem. They have to do that for yeah. the server to grow. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, if they go through Mojang's authentication process. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Are you saying in Bedrock you have to be in the latest version to be, like, within Mojang's online mode? So, have you ever played... Or servers, yeah. Have you ever played servers on Bedrock Edition? And have you ever played any, like, recently in the past, like, two, three months, have you ever played any servers like The Hive or Galaxy? Not, not in... Not more than just logging in to see that they work. But as far as a gameplay perspective, no, I've not at all. Okay, so Hive, Hive is a server that both Jake and I play on. And if you ever to play Bedrock Edition... Uh, like mm -hmm. even if it's for a video, maybe I don't. I don't know if, what kind of video you make. Yep. Um, but I'd recommend playing the Hive, and I'm sure you would as well, Jake. Right? I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that because the Hive used to be super duper duper popular on uh, Java Edition. So it's nice to know that they didn't uh, go sour. They did a little come, bit. You know, they did for a little, a little bit. bit. Yeah, right. yeah, for like right. a very very it. short period. But then they brought it back. That means that means so that means someone at the top has a conscience. <laughs> yeah. That's what that um, but means. It, yeah, Jake, you go on. Sorry. It, it does kind of give us a really bad look when there's like five or six servers that are so old and they've never been updated. And, mm -hmm. and then there's just like two or three good servers, but that no one pays attention to because, you know, because again, if you look at the server list, it's all randomized every time you log on. So it's not going to be in a specific order. It's just going to be in a random order. Oh, it's and so Hive dumb. could be, Hive could, Hive could literally be like behind the scroll and you wouldn't even know, you know what I mean? So, like, and then people just like could just implement like a solution themselves so easily as a multi-billion dollar company like they're getting owned by geyser who i mean i don't know how what, do, have you ever, have either of you ever heard of geyser the uh, uh the no. plugin system that allows for cross-platform between java and bedrock oh, yeah i've uh -huh. worse but i've never heard of the company that makes sense. Sure. I mean, I, as long as you know the concept, yeah, uh, yeah. with Geyser, uh, you can not only, like I, I did make a video on this, you could not only uh, join Bedrock editions, or no, Java edition servers from Bedrock, though it involved a janky like two login system because, you know, you need a legal Java edition account. But, um, goodness, what, like, what else was I even going to say from there? <laughs> I actually straight up just had a brain fart. Not even going to, not even going to lie. I guess what you think of that, what I was going to say is, um, so on the Hive server, 
server for example uh sometimes though because if you ever get a chance to look around it or even galaxy galaxy has another perfect example of that uh, they have all these like crazy uis that they'd only for example only be able to do on 1.19 yep. so they have to force the server like what used to be on uh, high for example used to downgrade to about i think it's 1.16 jake that was like, 1.16.100 yeah. and then as, yep. and then the they community got, got really mad when the owners had to go above that on 1.17 and no one was allowed to downgrade anymore and that and that's when render uh, that's when that's when render dragon was introduced as well oh so pink no. glitch became such a problem and there's also never um, glitch have you ever heard of never so glitch and worse. venom <laughs> yeah have you ever heard of the uh, yeah, switching uh, like servers and worlds it can oh, it can no. sometimes just bug out the um like the nether screen and it and it will just go there forever you just have to restart yeah it's like it's like i didn't even know how bad it had gotten in and i and i was already <laughs> mad enough to make another video and i didn't even know it was so bad i had no idea about the the server downgrading stuff and the yeah the point i was going to make there before was that a uh, geyser making that plugin system to make those cross compatible is ab they're absolutely owning mojang because mojang could so easily develop something like that to just uh, make a really like streamlined system for allowing java edition servers to host bedrock edition players which in turn would allow for bedrock edition to tout having support with more servers but mo it does it feels like mojang is so short-sighted now that they don't even see that they could own this space and make so much more money but because god forbid they think that it's going to cost them another dollar or take another ounce of effort they choose not to do anything and i don't know who at mojang or microsoft is the cause of that problem but they need to be fired i guess not to <laughs> shit on your idea here but can i maybe say like a counterpoint to that being a good idea sure i'm not saying that that would be the exact right idea but what i'm saying is the concept of modding teams making things like this that totally raffle stomp on mojang's ability to do anything right now it's like it's embarrassing i'm not saying that that's the exact right solution but it is a solution that gets us part of the way there you gotta remember as well like bedrock edition has you can bridge by looking at the block in front of you you can't do it on java edition bedrock edition is always fast pvp the new java edition pvp is slow hit so how how exactly yeah. for server wise how would that work how would a java player on 1.19 player bedrock 1.19 they have completely different pvp completely different bridging methods so is there it did, did this thing offer a uh resolution to that or like how did that go See, about well that's how that this is exactly how like a team meeting should start for uh, solving those problems you would you you know try and come up with as many of these problems as you can and tackle them one by one so the combat system could be tackled as easily you know just as easily as uh servers that are cross compatible only use the bedrock edition format or they i have also seen that there are bedrock bedrock edition implementations of using the new combat system um on bedrock edition it's a little bit weird i think i showed it in my cross compatibility video but you know they could mojang with their power could just as easily silently implement a, a cross-compatible combat system that would work both ways and it could be up to the server architecture to determine what combat style you're on and that would instantly solve that problem even though new players joining those servers would always have to test it to know which combat style it uses so if it's a server that clearly favors java edition players because it uses the new combat system um or or even the old combat system then that's just a problem you would tackle one at a time um and that's how you would do it with any one of those problems when it, in gaming, it, especially with Minecraft, and like it, it blows my mind that Mojang doesn't uh, fix these issues. If there's a problem in the in the game, you 
fix it kind of no matter what the technical way is to fix it. If there's a problem, you fix it and make your game better, even if it takes a couple dollars to fix it. Um, you can hear you can hear that I'm very much frustrated <laughs> with Mojang right now. You can just hear it pouring out of me. So I guess like while we're talking about Bedrock Edition, why? Yeah. So with with all of this, uh, with all your general feelings, which is completely warranted, by the way, you, if you talk to any Bedrock Edition player, oh, like, yeah, we, we completely YouTube, agree. Yeah, we completely agree. We are all part of a community called the Hive community. There's like a massive Discord about it. You could ask like a hmm. hundred people in that Discord, and ninety-five percent of the people would say to you every single issue of Bedrock. There's like this one YouTuber. I'm gonna, I guess I'm just gonna name drop Kaifi, and he's he's famously known, and I kid you not, he's famously known as Pink Lich Guy. That's not the name for it. I've just made that name up. Oh, but he just he get, he's he's the only player somehow to get his entire Minecraft pink. <laughs> yeah, just awesome. and he's on console as well. He's yeah. not even like the worst mobile ever he's on console which is incredible in, in 2020 i made a video titled the bedrock edition rant and it got me a lot of flack <laughs> i noticed my video this time did not get as much flack as that one did People really yeah. it's like it right it's like it's like it's it's not that I want Bedrock Edition to have these issues. I want Bedrock Edition to fix all of these issues and act like I would love like I'd love to be making a video where bed like where let's imagine a future for a moment where Bedrock Edition actually does start fixing these issues and really getting some Java parity. I would love nothing more than to make a video trying to distinguish the difference of Bedrock between Bedrock Edition and Java Edition without like you know pausing the game and seeing the different menu system. And I would love to not be able to tell a difference from gameplay alone, but I can. It's like the input lag right just that alone it's like if your frame rate is not really super high you're gonna have more more input lag than people who don't all you got to do in bedrock edition is drop the maximum frame rate and move your mouse and it's disgusting you know so things like that but no mojang takes the lazy route rather than the route of improving the game which is what i thought their mission was with bedrock edition but it turns out the modding community has gotten so like laser focused on java edition in the past three years that it's java edition that's taking over and cha youtube channels like linus tech tips are showing that pc gaming in general is growing again so people i'm not saying everyone is going to have a pc but the majority of people i would say uh, are are if they're not if they don't own a pc there's more people getting into it so it's like at what point does the active player base on java cross bedrock edition again i'm wondering if the, if that's possible it probably is it po possibly will happen one day as what i find the weirdest though is i'm uh i i guess touching uh, on it more so i you follow do do you follow the minecraft twitter by any chance like do you follow it like do you see every single tweet or do you miss some sometimes uh i think i have i think i follow them but have them muted i have like five out of every six people i follow on twitter <laughs> muted uh but the reason is that i don't want to see every single one of their posts it's like twitter is the ultimate platform where like if i could just like curate seeing the most popular post i mean yeah they do have that with their option on the top of twitter but anywho i have most people that i follow on uh twitter muted so the inside um, minecraft podcast is muted then <laughs> uh i can check <laughs> um while you, while you check that so on on the minecraft twitter they advertised the java and bedrock jake do you remember by any chance the what, what did they advertise? yeah uh -huh. what did they it was java and bedrock um i guess like what they bring to the table do you know what i'm 
going to talk about here because if you do, I want you to kind of touch on this a little bit more because I think you um, about the, how they sort advertise of. Java and Bedrock. I'm, okay. I'm not 100% sure. Okay, Go ahead. Okay, so so on this tweet, Ant, and I guess to you as well, Jake, uh, they advertised about Java and Bedrock. If you're in Java, you can buy Bedrock. If you're in Bedrock, you can buy Java, which is completely fine. That's, that's a really cool concept. I like the idea personally, but they advertised Java. Sure, link the tweet Link the tweet within this call if you have it open just because uh, I'd like to take a look at it too. Crap. It's it's a video. That's why I need to explain it to you because it's not tweet. Okay, it's a go, video. Then, oh, then Oh, go. So, please, excuse me, then. Please go for it. During during the video, actually, let me. Hold on, I'm, I'm going to cut this quickly just so I can find it. All right, I found a tweet. I'm going to link it to you, Ant. Uh, if you if yeah, you want you to, it. can you read out what they said for Java edition and then what they said for Bedrock edition and just leave your thoughts on the situation, please? And just you know, don't read the tweet. Don't read the tweet. The, the thing. Just read the screenshots and read them out loud, mm. and I'll give your opinion on it. Java edition supports user created skins and mods. Bedrock edition explore endless marketplace content. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. like it it shows where their priorities are with both games yeah yeah one of them is actually a game one of them is a, a money-making scheme yeah and what's cool is that it's like mojang could have their cake and eat it too they could make bedrock edition better and therefore it would feel better to buy bedrock edition content like ideally the marketplace would have had a big free section that would have worked like a website like mcpedl but no i mean they just they're not going that route they're like let's make let's make marketplace content sellable and otherwise fix nothing that is so long as it doesn't hinder with marketplace content like if mojang knew it was good for them like they would fix the input lag problem, the pink glitch problem, and they would limit the world to only about a hundred thousand blocks. And other, and then they would just say, "That's your limit." Buy, because it's, it's reading reading this. It's just it confirms, but still, it confirms what I already suspected. But it breaks my soul even more. Your Where their priorities are at. Yeah. Has your content ever helped make change by any chance? Like, is there, is there anything that you've ever mentioned in your video that you know that's like helped to fix Minecraft? It's just like yes, but it was when there was a different person heading up the PR at uh, Mojang, and there's probably a variety of other people who were working on the project that were just more than this one person I'm referring to. I'm not going to name them. Yeah, yeah. But there was a time uh, in the 2016, 2017 era to where things that I would say like i'm not saying there are any specific changes that were made but there was clearly an attitude of mojang focusing on what the community had to say at the time i'm not exactly sure what changes they made because of what we said but these days it definitely feels like they really are not listening at all like even like i do have some contact at mojang um but it feels like if concerns are brought up, they are acknowledged and then swiftly swept under the rug. I'm not saying they intentionally swept them under the rug, but it feels like if I bring up anything, it the conversation stops at the moment they say that they'll bring it up to X team internally. It's like, it feels like nobody's listening. I um so like I said at the start of the podcast we did have an original like format for this podcast doesn't matter now because I'm enjoying this a lot more and I'm Jake this is way better in it it's way better yeah. the format we had uh, but I guess I'm going to start <laughs> maybe linking stuff in so you said uh, that you're kind of uh, I, I don't want to quote you word for word here in case I heard you wrong so just confirm if I'm right or not sure you said sure, you're kind sure, of I gotcha. falling off Minecraft that's why you upload less right you're not really enjoying it as much as you used to if I'm correct in saying that 
Oh, <sighs> did I get that wrong? I'll be no, no, no. You got it right, but this, like, this is it's this is a personal issue that I don't mind talking about publicly. But it's like I don't know why that's the case, but I definitely don't find myself with the desire to pick up Minecraft nearly as often as I used to, even though I make about a video a month. I would say I'm I've not continued my burnout over the past year because I've played the game so little. Um, like, I haven't fired up 1.19 even a single time. I've never done sur a survival-based world in 1.18 or 1.17. Um, the last time I really dove deep into the game was at the end of S&P Live. Um, that was the last time I would say I really sat down and put any amount of continual focus into playing the game itself. So I've been away from Minecraft, uh, mentally for that long. Um, the only times I, t I it, it shows in my videos because the videos I started posting I would say after COVID because Michael McChill stopped working with me around when COVID started. Um, you can see a drastic decrease in the content that I was posting. I, there's really not much update content unless it was for a main version. Um, and I don't have a reason yet as to why that is, but I can say my desire to just pick up the game and go nonstop has been picking up a lot lately, which I know is like in stark contrast to how a lot of other people are feeling about the game. And it's funny because it echoes what happened in 2016 to where I picked up the game in a huge way when everyone said it was dying. It's, 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 I don't know. I, I have no idea why I have this relationship with the game or if it's just, if it's literally just coincidence, but it's like, uh, I don't know why I've stopped, you know, picking up the game, but I, I, I can be honest and say that I can feel a desire growing to pick up the game again. And with the performance of my last few videos, like it plays a role. I'm a stats guy. So the success of the past few videos and getting two videos out in back to back weeks is I can say my motivation has uh, been climbing a lot as of recently, but I wanted to manifest into like, I basically want to like desire to play Minecraft so much that it, I can't help but fire it up. And that has been building. I've, I, my multi-MC instance is like set, you know, meaning like I can make new instances for videos at the snap of my fingers and have it set up exactly the way that I want. Um, I've been doing a lot of little things behind the scenes, my Twitch layout, I'm making sure that's all set. But yeah, like I'll be honest and say that I feel like um, within the next few days is when I'm going to be firing up Minecraft to break it again just for fun. That's, that's and that, nice that's, that's where I'm just, that's where I'm just not going to stop playing the game because it's like, as soon as I get into that, like I'm, I, plan on getting back into streaming at the same time as well really i'm just looking to actually dive back into the game and just make it like a sort of lifestyle choice because i kind of want to oh um i'll tell you what and i don't i don't know why it's happened for me as well but this month so far and this is only on my main channel i've uploaded seven minecraft videos and they've done so much better for views than like i had for a while and i fell off and i've been like uh, jake you can vouch this as well now like i got my new pc uh the other day that's massive, the summertime effect. Then. and i just i just like I'm, I'm planning to stream almost every day i'm I'm mm -hmm. still looking for a new job because obviously I need that. Um, but once like yep. I was, I'm just planning to stream every day. I'm doing a bunch of content. Jake and I are pumping out podcast episodes every week. Like we have one or two mm -hmm. when I, I don't know when this one's going to come out. It's, it's definitely not coming out on the Friday we're recording this, but it might be the Friday after or the one after that. It's either one of those two sure. weeks. Um, sure, I gotcha. But we've done do, we've done doing that, and then like Jake's uh, planning on making a new secret channel. <laughs> and so that's what I said. Like, yeah. With you, we've also gotten this motivation to want to make content. Oh, what you going to say, Jake? That's right. Yeah. So I'm gonna run in like a private experiment to see uh if all of the knowledge and stuff on youtube that i've like collected in the past three years like actually pays off in, in one channel but the problem is 
if you if you like advertise if i advertise my channel in the community mm -hmm. i'm in already they're gonna watch my video they're, they're not they're gonna they're gonna subscribe but they're not gonna watch my videos because it's java uh, disagree and, do you think so mm -hmm. it's it's all in presentation it's all in like making sure that when you announce it to your audience you make clear what the goals are for the channel and you actively discourage people from subscribing if they don't sound interested in that because that it's like you just got to be honest with your audience about it and uh i'm not saying that works every time but that's an approach i've taken myself when it comes to experimentation so you totally could like like uh, when i switched from runescape to minecraft in 2000 and uh 2000 and what was it 2010 2011 um i just made clear what was happening um and when i yeah when i uh swapped to doing the new style of content i just made i just did it one day but um for making a new channel, that's one of the easiest things that you can, uh, that you can, you know, experiment with and you can tell your main audience about it. Just be honest about what it's going to be and don't just encourage them, you know, them to pump up the sub numbers as much as possible because that's when you get, you know, off on a bad start because the majority of your subscriber base isn't watching. But if the majority is watching and your click through mm -hmm. rate is really high because you focus the right kind of subscribers to that channel and you made clear what the content was going to be and then you delivered on it there therefore causing a very high a very high watch time then what YouTube is probably going to do because I think I know the algorithm well enough is that they're going to look at each viewer who have who have these stats for your channel that are much higher than the YouTube average and they're going to look at all the other creators they watch personally and start seeding your videos out to those in concentrated doses basically YouTube is going to check to see okay what other people are most like this person right now so it, it, i view uh growing on youtube in terms of bursting out from the inside or from the outside of layers of onions so you start on your first layer which is your core audience youtube will try and seed your video to just a, a layer that's just outside of that and if you burst through that onion uh a lot they'll give you uh, they'll burst you through another layer which is so you could go from like your audience to your niche to your sub niche to just minecraft all minecraft viewers to all gaming viewers to all youtube viewers if it and depending on how how many bursts uh, onion layers you can burst through will determine how fast you grow on this platform ain't hearing that from you by the way i just obviously you know what you're doing you've you got three minutes subscribers so i actually hear somebody with that like sub count say that to you is like i'm jake i heard you about to say something yeah. sorry well, like, i guess it's more yeah i mean i mean i'll de i'll definitely think about it but like it's just an experiment i've wanted to run for a while because i've noticed in this community i, I tried it i tried it on a video i tried i put my heart and soul in a video right where because because I'm, I'm an editor personally. I, I edit videos for people, right? So I know what I'm doing on that front. Mm -hmm. So, um... So I spent about like a month or two on it. Um, it, 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 I mean, it completely flopped in terms of like the out of ten or whatever. It got about twelve. It's not about twelve k views, which my other videos mm -hmm. have been on like fifty k views. I, but sure. and then I asked, and I asked why you didn't click this, and I was like, oh, it's because it's it, it's because it's Java. But every single person from the community that I'm in clicked on it, like loved it. I, I've and I've even gotten like about five or six like huge, I guess, connections from Java YouTubers that have watched it. Mm -hmm. But other I'm than curious, that, and I definitely need to watch it because I mean the Java. Java edition community welcomes you. Mm -hmm. this is On behalf of all Java creators, I can say that anyone who feels like going from Bedrock to Java, we welcome you. Yeah, but yeah, like I said, it's it's a very hard, like, I guess, shell to crack. I know a lot of people in this community have also tried, also tried doing it, and only one YouTuber, I, I guess I can say, has done it successfully, who's Ignacio Blade. He gets about like 100k views, 100k to like 100k to a million a video, mm -hmm. right? 
Um, yep. and, he, and he kind of combines his side of Bedrock, and then he gets, like, collabs from Java YouTubers, stuff like that. From, sure. I'm not sure if you heard of Wally Bear or RKY. Yeah, he, he kind of does that and plays Bed Wars, plays Treasure Wars, which is the, I guess, is it, Hive's version of Bed Wars. And he just connects those, he just connects those two communities and brings it together. And he's done it very successfully. But other than that, I, I, I don't know if I can really name a single person that has gone from Hive community to or from from a hive standpoint to like a java standpoint a generalized java standpoint and and gone successful except him mm -hmm. i mean i would have to look at how he went about executing that um you know there's so many different factors to to consider but clearly he did something that was right enough that resonated with enough people to pull in enough people um and keep them interested so uh yeah uh it's def it's something you can definitely do but if you're gonna try and if you're gonna start with a strategy of shifting people from a, uh, an old channel to a new channel um, then you want to be sure you focus the right people. You, you would rather have a thousand very well focused viewers yeah. than ten thousand not so focused viewers because then you're already starting off on a bad standpoint. Which yeah. is yes, yeah, and, and as long as you don't post crap, as long as you you know you hold you keep up to the standard of content that uh, you were posting there uh, that you started posting there for Java content, then it, it 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 seems as if the viewer base doesn't really go away, uh, which is different from what I'm used to. Like you know, I mean the the let's play content, I I stopped becoming popular in that right away but the scripted style for me anyways has proven more worthy in the long term so i've just decided to do it um yeah so, so you could definitely pull it off so what uh -huh. would be the reason that you other than i guess i might even be the reason uh why do you choose to play java over bedrock edition then is it just more always playable. what you've known or that yeah that no i mean i i've played but the thing is if bedrock edition had naturally been a better experience i probably would have naturally gravitated over to it but it's not a better experience so i never moved over to it it's really as simple as that well yeah about about two years ago the, the whole the whole community we were in we we were very confident that it was about 1.16 i think i want to say 1.16 yeah when it when it was released we were very confident that that bedrock was gonna like was gonna overcome java like in, in the next two years yeah we, we we definitely thought we definitely thought bedrock was was gonna was gonna be java in playability because of how many more devices and stuff and then as soon okay. as ran as soon as random dragon hit it, it just all collapsed and more and more bugs oh, came more people started God. leaving i feel like i need to make another another video in all honesty <laughs> we thought that minecraft I, we we genuinely and i'm not sure i can't speak for everybody here so i'll speak for myself two years ago we we were all saying we were all saying this the minecraft bedrock was the future of minecraft the reason i will say that personally is i thought minecraft were going to be mojang sorry we're going to be like okay right. they have xbox playstation <laughs> pc mobile nintendo and i thought i genuinely thought they were just going to full focus bedrock edition and they didn't they just you didn't have actually do that. can you have actually convinced me here and now to make a third video on the matter <laughs> i mean if you want if you want to use any of the clips on this podcast in it you're more than welcome uh, <laughs> i mean it's certainly a reference for me because it's much easier for me to like you know reference my thoughts at, like it when i whenever i take notes i'm not going to tangent here too much but whenever i take notes it's like it's you know i can write things down in a notepad but it's way better to just be you know again shooting the shit with friends about it uh just talking about these issues and then referencing that because it's just, you know, I can get my emotion. I can, you know, know what I was thinking about at the time. So, yeah, uh, it. I mean, I'm going to have to look into this a little bit more, especially these Render Dragon issues, like really the core of where this started and what the Bedrock Edition community feels about it. Because obviously I'm not in that community, but I feel like I have a greater connection with it right now than any of the other Java YouTubers. And it's a topical subject, but I don't like to say I'm going to make videos like this 
for the views. But if the community definitely feel like something is wrong and they don't have a voice and Mojang's not listening and I just put out a video that did a million views about solving these problems, I have a feeling people will be willing to pay attention to that and it might make Mojang pay attention so you can bet I'm willing to go after them for this. They need to fix this game. It's ridiculous. Can I pitch an idea to you here live on the podcast? Sure, go for okay, it. Okay, so we have a server and you don't have to stay in it. You don't even have to join in the first place. It's just it's just a simple idea. Don't, don't, don't worry. Don't worry about that. I'll make the assessment. But what is it? Okay, so it's a server called CCC. Jake is an admin in it. And it's basically, it's just pretty much full of Hive Minecraft Bedrock content creators. And for the most part, most of the Minecraft Bedrock creators in there are clued up a lot, lot more than myself and Jake here. So the idea was, and once again, you don't have to do it. It's just an idea that I'm pitching. Sure. Is that you sure. could join that Discord. Maybe after the podcast, we could shoot you an invite. Make a channel okay. just dedicated to you. I'm sure they wouldn't mind doing that just so everybody could let you know every single bug they know from bedrock edition there's a lot of people who glued up yep. on it and maybe you could use that to help make the video because then you get a direct like direct contact with the people who are facing the issues on a daily basis is that something um, you'd be interested in do you think you mean you mean like them making a separate discord channel or something so that you know they can yeah, just sure. all like yeah, um yeah, yeah. i mean i'm, I'm open i'm open to that idea but there's no like I'm, I'm just gonna say flat out that there's no promise that i'll make this video but my gut instinct is strong feeling strongly enough about this to where i think it might be a good idea but i definitely want to hear what everyone has to say first and make the assessment myself once i hear that knowledge then i'll know if i'm gonna want to make a video on this but it, you are asking me am i willing to hear the bedrock edition community out about these issues and see what they think and where they think i should go with this and you know just what feelings they have to share yeah, yes so i'm I, i'm willing i'm willing to do that so i'm willing to join a server and if they feel like making a channel on it then yeah i'm more than willing to to do that i mean jake you're an admin i know you're the owner but i'm sure that goes without saying that i'd be done sure, yeah. yeah exactly you can set it all up anyway so yeah I, i'm you might get a little bit pinged uh you probably wouldn't actually come to think of it but it's just a perfect place Not to worried. instead of instead of us asking them and then sending us dms if you could just read what people's issues are for yourself, that's Ooh, like what the community thinks and just well, I mean, literally like, bet, you know, you know, so like, yeah, so what I would probably well, do from that point is, but yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. Bad. What I would do, no, what I would do from there is, yeah, start taking notes of what everyone has to say. And if there are common bubbles of discussion, I would frame, I, I would focus the video around those common bubbles of discussion. So, like, if people, you know, I would, it sounds like Render Dragon will make up its own section of the video. Uh, it sounds like more minor bugs that were not covered would make up their own section of the video. And the intro making clear that these are real, this is real community feedback here, like Mojang, this is what you should listen to. That would probably be the intro of the video like all of this is kind of instantaneous for me when it comes to how i would want to make this video but i'm more than willing to hear what others have to say to see if they would need to or like to see if what they had to say could like um totally change my perspective on how i'd want to frame this video but what i'm saying is with what i already have with what you've told me i'm pretty confident i want to make this video yeah but we <laughs> jake we haven't said half of the issues have we like no. we haven't even said a quarter well, of the issues and venom like Kaifi's <laughs> in that discord he will he will send you so many screenshots <laughs> of pink glitch <laughs> more than send me send, send me the invite and i will join it uh, i could even join it live on the podcast I'll invite him. Yeah. Well, we say live, it's just an unedited podcast. But I guess well, sure. While, while it's being while it's being recorded, I guess this is going to be a really longer podcast. Are you guys okay to carry on recording? Maybe for another half an hour, forty five minutes. Sure, it's yeah. going to be a longer I special. 
I have about a, I, I'd say I safely have 40 minutes. That's great. That's perfect. That's the Discord, by yeah. the way, and if you'd like to join. So people might ping welcome you, just a heads up. That's, that's, that's you just fine. mute it instantly just, if you just, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, hey, just hey I, I do know, I, I've got, I, I accept, I, I, I know uh, the weirdness I have to deal with as a content creator in Discord, so I've got that all worked yeah. out. If, if, <laughs> if I get annoyed, I'll, I'll, I'll handle all of that. It's fine. Just it's, so. uh, people, people might spam the wave to say hi thing. Oh, actually, we'll just say this, uh, don't ping. Yeah, people are going to explain how they're a big fan of you uh a lot of people were happy to hear that you were coming on the podcast and so uh yeah <laughs> perfect um so i guess uh, really quickly to talk uh because this has turned out to be a complete kind of just talking about uh bedrock edition and stuff i kind of mm -hmm. want to touch a little bit more on you because that was the original idea is it okay if we kind of go into that a little bit now because we've gotten that out of the way and if it we've gotten the topical bit out of the way that'll just be a giant clip of its own i'm sure but yeah no <laughs> whatever yeah sure so I guess, I sure guess thing. talking about you, uh, so we talked a lot about you making Minecraft Bedrock content and you made like a Java and all that kind of stuff. So how, why, and how did you get into making Minecraft content in the first place? So the landscape was so much different so many years ago. Like I got into it, um, like I've been making video gaming content, uh, in some form or another, even before YouTube existed. Uh, I actually still run a channel on the side called Thug Pro Hub, yep. stands for Tony Hawk Underground Pro Hub. <laughs> Um, Just and the name, yeah. <laughs> Right, right. So that's the name of it. But uh, I started making Tony Hawk content in 2004. Like I've been into that game for so long and we the way I play is improvising and being a perfectionist. So like I grew up being a perfectionist in that game and then I started getting into content creation and started becoming a perfectionist in that just as much as I could. Um, and then YouTube came around and I started uh, making RuneScape videos in like 2009, 2010. Oh no, no. Started making RuneScape videos in 2017. 2008 um and then i got into minecraft because minecraft was just like starting to become popular it was the game a lot of like a lot of friends within the runescape circle were playing and it was a game i got into as well um and uh it's funny in my second ever minecraft video i always reference it but i said in that video i'm not gonna turn this into a series um that aged like a fine wine milk <laughs> is the best i can say because like it aged poorly but it also aged well because i'm still here um so what actually got me into making minecraft content and minecraft in general though a friend of mine introduced me to the game um during it was alpha 1.2.3 underscore 04 and that's when i bought the game um java edition alpha that that version and uh he introduced me to david r 64 yt the guy who made x's adventures in minecraft uh it's one of the earliest most popular let's plays of minecraft that there ever was his adventure was uh really novel feeling and uh that was augmented by like whenever i'd play the game that would feel completely novel uh and completely new so like minecraft in general is just a very new game of of its class when it uh when it came out and I was just drawn into it because I've said this before and Mojang have since put this into the, uh, the one, of, one of their, that yellow text that shows up next to the logo or no, a loading screen text in, in Bedrock Edition actually. So you may have seen it. It says infinite wonder, endless possibilities. That's my phrase that I said on YouTube. Uh, Minecraft is a, it's, I said it in, um, oh, let me look it up. Minecraft.
Minecraft, Seed, Broken, and Venom. I'm just trying to find my own video here because I don't remember the title. Um, it says, what happened to this Minecraft Seed? And my intro for that is, Minecraft is a game full of infinite wonders and endless possibilities. And from the very beginning, I was pulled in by that. Um, and that's why I have really not been able to let the game go because at its core, it is still a sandbox game full of people doing really interesting things to modify the main game, to break the main game. Um, in my early Tony Hawk career, I, I was a big fan of glitches, doing glitches, things that you're not supposed to do. Like, you know, in that game, it was very limited. But in Minecraft, ooh, the glitching you can do is really fascinating to me versus how it is in many other games. And I just naturally have... Uh, an interest in breaking video games. So Minecraft from very early on, I was, I was interested in because of something as simple as making TNT devices and making them in ways that nobody had ever done before, or it just, it's a sandbox game. It's a game full of infinite wonder and endless possibilities. And no matter how much Mojang screws up Bedrock Edition, um, Java Edition will forever exist as a stable platform because it is so easy to flop between versions. And if the community decides that they like one version more than another, you can bet that you're going to see mods in that version forever, right? So... It, it pulled me in by being so accessible, so free, and it continues to pull me in because it still is that way. No matter what, uh, no matter what, um, polit no matter what Minecraft politics come in come into play, um, that's why I just can't leave the game. It seems like because nothing else has come close. At the end of the day, Minecraft is truly a beautiful game. Like no matter like how many how broken Bedrock Edition can be, we you know you would like mm -hmm. we always talk about how broken it is. I still stream Minecraft Bedrock Edition like all the time. So you know it's it's like it's still an amazing game to play, and I still enjoy playing it. I just wish that some of this stuff would go away, but obviously not everything's going to happen in your favor is it um mm -hmm. i guess on the topic of how things came to be as well uh what about ant venom because i remember watching another podcast and you talked about how your name was originally anti-venom so before you go on yep. to talk about how you got ant venom from anti-venom can we can you talk about why exactly anti-venom was an original idea for your name uh, because I'm an unoriginal person who <laughs> had a friend named Poison in the Tony Hawk community. Again, it, yeah. And, um, I was making a Battlefield 2 account and I was like, I, my, the, my original account was just based off my email and I was like, man, I want a cooler name. And I was just thinking and it's like, I, I guess I, it was, a, I don't know where Anti-Venom came from, but I think I tried Anti-Poison originally. I, I'm pretty sure I'm not Mandela affecting that memory. I'm pretty sure I tried Anti-Poison which was not available. Then I tried Anti-Venom, which was not available. So then I was like, well, whatever. I like the way Anti-Venom looks as a name. So I just made it Anti-Venom 3. That was a Battlefield account I used very sparingly. Um, and then uh, came time to make my uh, RuneScape account. Um, and Anti-Venom with the one was available. Um, and that was sort of what uh, an identity that I, I enjoyed. Um, and I didn't want to be known as Protocol from the Tony Hawk community. I, I, I don't know why that was the case, but I just, I, the word protocol was kind of taken everywhere as a username. So I wanted a username that wouldn't be taken everywhere. Um, but I was also like 15, 16, 17 when the name came into light. So was, was, that was, that was a long time ago. So I can't say exactly what the reason was, but that was the time frame And that was the general process that birthed that name was a, I was unoriginal and then it was free on RuneScape and it wound up <laughs> being original in the end. And then, and venom so you used to have a channel called anti-venom and that got suspended i believe i heard yep. correctly how yep. did that happen yep. 
uh, because I linked it up with, so it's, it, it's a slightly long explanation, but I'll say it as quickly as I can. Anti-Venom as an account wasn't the original, wasn't like the, well, I should say the RuneScape account came first, then the, uh, the, the YouTube account for it came first. Um, and I've mentioned that uh, the Xbox Live is the reason why Ant-Venom, uh, became a thing because Anti-Venom was taken. So long story short, that's where that is. I just want to be sure that gets said. But, um, the reason why the Anti-Venom YouTube account got suspended was because it was hooked up to the same email that another suspended account of mine was attached to, which was my very first YouTube account, which is no longer suspended. But the reason why that one got suspended was <laughs> because Jagex, the creators of RuneScape, put three copyrights, or no, they put two copyright strikes on, on my videos. Or no, they put one. Then Viacom got me for uh, some South Park thing I did. And then Jagex gave me another copyright strike um, for no reason. That's since been resolved. That's old YouTube politics. But they gave me a copyright strike that caused that channel to get suspended because it had its third copyright strike. So it was just, it was old YouTube politics leading to copyright strikes that, that made my channel suspended. And it's because of that that I did not change from Proto THPS, which was the channel I used just before Ant Venom, to Anti Venom. I would have been Anti Venom had the channel not been suspended in that block of time. I st I think I would I think I would have taken on the name Anti Venom instead of Ant Venom. But because it was suspended, and I still wanted to transition away from this this Proto THPS name that everyone got confused by on YouTube because um, YouTube uh, channel names were much more important then than they are now because you would get YouTube.com slash that name. I wanted something that was easily searchable. And I was like, well, I'm known as Ant Venom on Xbox Live, so I'll go with that on uh, on YouTube as well. So that's why Ant Venom became a name on you that became the name on YouTube. I feel Ant Venom sounds a lot better, anyways. Like I, it's, I like, it's it, I like it more. A lot more. Yeah, it's it's weird. You know, there's always that meme of people writing it out as Ant Venom because they don't quite get it. But like so many people, enough people make that mistake, and it's similar enough to Ant Venom that it doesn't ever result in people not finding me if they just type in Ant Venom. So it's more funny than anything else. But uh, yeah, at the end of the day, I'm actually. I'm actually glad that it turned to Ant Venom instead of Anti Venom, but that's how that is basically the complete picture of how the name came to be. Are you ever bringing back content on the Fug Pro Hub channel? So you haven't uploaded on it in a month, so you know. I'm really waiting for a brand new video on that channel. And uh... <laughs> my next my next improv video is eight out of ten minutes done. So it's oh. it's uh, it's it's on the way. It's it's the best improv I've ever done. Um, and I plan on making more videos on the newly found techniques in that game. Um, this would be something that'll go over the head of your entire audience. But there have been like brand new techniques techniques discovered in this game that is 20 years old at this you know 18 years old at this point um but there have been some techniques that have been found in it recently that have been like mind-blowing that i don't have tutorials for that i really would like to but right now my focus is on the youtube revival and the youtube revival and my men my own mental health and the right way for me to balance that right now is to focus on the Minecraft content, but otherwise try and keep my distance from overdoing, you know, editing because making videos for those channels, like it does ultimately eat away into my time, which eats away into my real life stuff. So my balance is to just right now focus on YouTube and if I feel like it Twitch. Um, but otherwise, yeah, that, that, that channel, I, I don't plan on making content too, too much more often on that channel unless, you know, my free time allows for it.
But as of right now, my free time really does not allow for it, is the thing. I've become very addicted to Twitch streaming. I love Twitch streaming now. I, I, wa I watch tons of Twitch streams. I actually find more entertainment uh, on with watching Twitch than I do uh, really anything else. I mean, maybe you should Speaking start of one of my streams. Sorry, was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, I got on Jake. Sorry. <laughs> um, wh what do you think of the Twitch scene at the moment? And what is your what is your opinion? You know, all their decisions on money making. Um... If you're aware at all. Yeah, yeah, I'm fairly aware of it. I know that uh, there was a lot of controversy around uh, subscription models becoming changed um, or, you know, people becoming more aware of what the splits are. I know uh, that Twitch have been doing things to hoard a bit more money. And it honestly doesn't surprise me because, like, I would honestly, like, I mean... <sighs> If Amazon knew what was good for them as far as getting community respect, which it doesn't sound like they even want, they could probably get away with like publishing a report on how expensive it is to run the servers it takes to run Twitch because the watch time on content on Twitch is way above what it is on YouTube. Um, I, I mean, Twitch is nowhere near as big as YouTube in terms of, in terms of like really anything, um, I would say the community is way better on Twitch. But yeah, community. Google yeah. Google is way more equipped to serve that uh that that content, but I also think Google comes way closer to breaking even. I'm very curious where Twitch comes in terms of literal cost of running Twitch as a business versus how much they bring in from subscriptions and donations or just really subscriptions and bits. I would be very curious because that is the core issue I think that it takes, you know, to to understand why they make the money decision make uh, money making decisions that they make. Um but let's just assume for a moment that you know, Twitch is an absolute drop in the bucket versus how much Amazon makes. And they just, then, yeah, I, I, I don't approve of what Amazon is doing. Um, but ultimately I feel like, um, I don't feel like the Twitch community has it in them to, uh, to make change of their own. They're just going to continue streaming on this platform. XQC is just going to continue doing slots, um, because he can get away, <laughs> yep. because he can get away with it. The controversy surrounding it occurred. And ultimately at the end of the day, if XQC makes clear what he's doing, um, it is kind of up to Twitch to stop him if they don't approve of what he's doing or to put the right safeguards in place because he does put 18 plus in his title. I think anyone who has 18 plus in their title should automatically get flagged for being mature content and maybe xqc slots content does um and i've just since checked the box that says don't remind me who knows but um there's a lot of controversies that have been hitting twitch and a lot of it has been twitch's fault um but i think that i think i don't know there's so many controversies around twitch they need to get that in order first they need to maybe like i don't know they, they need to stop being so fucking out of touch <laughs> mm -hmm. I um <laughs> I think one thing that, that's been annoying me about Twitch is uh, that like my viewers are getting like five 30 second ads when they click on a stream and it's just like dude yep. I want you to I want them to I like I don't feel like they have to sub yeah like, okay, maybe one 30 second ad it's like a YouTube video fine do whatever but I don't feel like my I believe ads you can, are, can't you disable ads on your channel no nope, not for start no you can't you, you can you can't you can do barely, that anymore no you can, you can add roles. yeah Oh my, well, geez, now I'm just sitting here thinking like, geez, did I just break some kind of contract thing? Because I, last I checked, I was able to do that, but it's also no, been years I, I believe you used to be able to, so you didn't break anything, you're good. I can always mute okay. it if you'd like me to, I can always bleep it out. No, 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 hey, no, don't worry about that. I, I don't okay. mind saying it out loud. I don't mind saying it out loud. Yeah, you're discovering a lot of bad stuff today, and sorry, this wasn't meant to be a negative <laughs> podcast, but we kind of just... No, no, it's, <laughs> it's... it's... 
Well, it, I think it shows the state of things because I would rather be on here being, you know, talking about how excited I am about something rather than how, you know, rather than us having this stuff to talk about. But like, if this is the state of things, then I don't mind because it's real. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. Twitch, they're definitely having their own host of issues, but like at the end of the day, if they serve up streams, like it's like we could complain all day about them taking a greater cut of subscriptions, but like, let's not kid ourselves here. I I'm not saying that what I'm saying is the right or the wrong approach, but in a, in a vacuum, let's not kid ourselves here as to where the majority of money is made on Twitch if you are a big Twitch streamer. Um, those guys, the majority of what they make uh, comes in from donations. Now, that statement in a bubble might sound... Um, how do I... It might sound a bit closed-minded. I'm not saying that there aren't very real issues on Twitch, but, like, there's just... There's so many problems and so many things that have to be tackled from so many angles to be done correctly that it's impossible to keep up with all of it. You know, especially because, like, the majority of what I do is on YouTube that, yeah, it's a little difficult for me to know on Twitch. I know that Twitch has some very serious issues, and they should work on those. They should work with the community on those um, rather than just staying quiet. But then again, if they work with the community on something and it goes bad... Well, then suddenly every friggin' journalism website on the internet is going to say Twitch's, uh, you know, Amazon's company Twitch does X thing and try and get the clicks to try and cancel them because cancel culture gets views. And that's another problem that needs to be worked out. God, I like the tangents of like how bad like things could go. The, the reason why I'm tangenting like this is because it feels like nobody can win. Not even companies can win, but... Companies can win when they uh, when they try and do what's best for the people. They generally win. So maybe they should take that approach because it's generally more profitable in the long run. Just uh, so that's that's my overall opinion is do what's best for the people, man, and like find a way to make that work that makes your website better and makes people happier about your website. That is generally how I feel about all companies' approaches to handling these problems that. You know, so few companies seem to handle correctly. I mean, I would say GitHub handle their issues better than anyone else just by doing what's best for the people. <laughs> that's a it's a totally random thing, but you know, anyone who uses GitHub might know their track record is not bad. Fair enough. What what was you gonna say there, Jake? Yeah, I'm and I'm sure you've noticed Ugh. that YouTube has been like, I guess I guess um what's the what's so where to say this steal stealing like the big the big twitch streamers you know it, 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 with huge deals like oh, contracts Curry, and stuff like that Saikuno, do you think yeah do you think youtube like... will eventually beat twitch and just become basically a twitch 2.0 no because they youtube proved a long time ago that they have absolutely no idea what they're doing when it comes to in uh, live streams that involve an, an engaged audience because their chat system is literal burning garbage. It really just comes down to their chat system. They should have fixed that years ago. They should have made it an, an, uh, an IRC-based thing like Twitch's which, so that even if like the streamer decides that they would like the chat to be delayed and smooth, that it not be forced upon every stream because interacting on YouTube live streams is so trash in comparison to the oh, instantaneousness 100%. of how you can have it on Twitch. And Twitch used to be bad for this because in 
the 2012-2013 days of Twitch, you would have a like two to three second delay. Then they did an update to where it was 10 plus seconds. Then they knocked it down to eight and it was at eight for a few years. And then they only finally got it back down into the two to three second range within the past like five or six years. It's now since been many years since they've done it. Um, and the delay on YouTube live streams, if I recall, is still universally worse. So that's a problem because when it comes to interacting with live streams, you need to be able to have that instantaneous feedback to and from, uh, you know, the viewer to the streamer, which is where Mixer was like absolutely God tier. And if you know anything I about Matt Sal Salzamendi, if you know anything about, uh, Matt and James, the guys who founded that company, like Dude, I was the very first streamer on Mixer because I believed in the idea of being able to, you know, communicate with your audience quicker. But, like, it, Twitch has been better about that recently, which is, I think, maybe why uh, a site like Mixer didn't work in the long run. Because Twitch actually saw the fire that was coming and they fixed the one problem. Didn't Mixer throw um, with Ninja, though? They threw with the Ninja sponsorship, didn't they? Like when they yeah, gave, like, that, Ninja, well, that was that was deal. that was one of uh, Microsoft's most early decisions owning the company, and I thought it was gr I thought it was smart. But then Microsoft, not knowing how to run a company, <clears throat> decided to let Mixer die. And then you know, then YouTube was like, "Hey, that's a good idea," and they started actually like making a bigger dent than Mixer ever did. But unless YouTube fixes the experience for viewers and makes it so that people can upload custom emotes which I they might be doing more of now, I don't know, um, is until they make it a better experience for the broadcaster and for the viewer, they're not going to snipe Twitch's audience because the user experience on Twitch still kicks the dog crap out of YouTube. So the user experience on Twitch kicks the dog crap oh, of, the out of YouTube. I don't know. The are so much better as well. The chats on Twitch are so much yeah. better. It's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. And there's so many different Channel wildly points. varying communities. And it's so easy to like... I would say that Twitch could could uh, improve their recommended system a little bit, but even that's not been so bad. I mean, if I'm interested in a game, if I'm interested in a category, I can search it and I can generally find a laundry list of streamers that match what I'm looking for, which is great. But the actual inner communities between so many different chats vary so wildly. You've got like, you've got the more individual communities, you've got the big streamer communities that crossbreed between each other, like, you know, Soda Poppin', Mizkif, XQC, uh, S fan, uh, Seer, people that all sort of exist within that bubble. There's a, you know, uh, uh, so many other names I can mention. You've got the smaller streamers that, you know, have their own sort of vibe to them. And you can always find a community that you vibe with. And YouTube can't touch that. Like, YouTube doesn't stand a chance and ever, ever touching that. Like, even if they grabbed up every engineer at Twitch, I would imagine that every engineer at Twitch aren't doing jack shit for the platform anymore because mm -hmm. Twitch as a platform doesn't evolve a whole lot. And there's not a whole lot of evolution to, going on there. Yeah. But but I think Twitch is, you're right, Big Twitch's biggest issue is more of a human resources issue and not allowing the source code for their entire platform to leak and allowing whatever other data leaked within that the, those data leaks that occur heard that you know i mean anyone who uses twitch might know that there's a, a google chrome plugin that exists that i uh, do name automate where it shows what position they're in in terms of revenue earned because oh, that yeah, that, enti yes, that entire that. that entire laundry list leaked out of twitch so it like became a big meme twitch needs to fix issues like that but 
YouTube just needs to be a good platform in general if they want to stand a chance. It's like Twitch is battling their own problems, but the problems that YouTube battle are very much from a core usability standpoint, but Twitch is battling like a human resources and just can, a humanity can, yeah. problem. You know, like they're, they're on a different plane. Twitch is absolutely dumpstering YouTube in terms of the uh, experience of chatters and the experience of the relationship between streamers and chatters. And until YouTube fixes that, they don't stand a chance. And at least in the gaming space, I would say there are many, many, many other spaces they do very well in and is, they should just continue to improve their platform. And I, I'll be excited. Uh, I'll be excited if one day they ever are actually lighting a fire under Twitch's ass for them to improve their platform, because that's when when companies are battling to make the best user experience. That's when everybody wins. That's the best stuff, though, as well, because like, like if the if the companies are growing because they're battling, then so do the streamers and viewers. Because like, like right now, I'm not going to name drop people, but there's so many streamers who are just like literally going live for about two hours, eating food and watching a TV show. Imagine if like youtube and twitch are like cracking down and start fighting against each other to the point where i disagree with you start like really because if people want to make that content and it's laid out clearly for the for the incoming viewers as to what that content's going to be about and if the viewership is there and it's not explicitly breaking the law or terms of service then it should be allowed to exist maybe they shouldn't like so readily promote it but like why shouldn't that content exist i was more saying like maybe the motivation to um like bossy streamers maybe and to start making more i guess okay i don't know like the the gameplay content that some streamers used to do and now they kind of just sit down and watch shows and i thought if maybe if the platforms were kind of growing and fighting each other that might force them back into gameplay content i don't know but i, I get what you're saying actually yeah that, my point there was a bit scuffed I, so yours makes a lot more no sense. no it's okay i i think i get what you're saying um i just don't think that like the content on twitch is necessarily the issue but it's more the presentation and the I mean, Twitch has a really awful issue with being entirely two-faced with how they ban people. So that's an issue they really should the work out. They, get, yeah. yeah, yeah. so okay, if that's what you mean in terms of what they punish for on the platform, then absolutely, they have so many issues to work out there that they've done nothing about for years. Which So yeah, complacency seems to be a running theme among these multi-trillion dollar giga companies that run services like Twitch. And like nobody at Twitch has any motivation to do anything anymore because they're not fighting, even fighting for their own survival. Because they're owned by these giga corporations, I guess. Right, so it's like wow. a lot more there. Yeah, that's 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 what I was trying to get. I kind of just oh, sure. worded it very sure, poorly. Got so it. Thanks for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, don't worry about it. So this podcast is about to take. I, I mean, are you done talking about Twitch, or is there more that you want to kind of say about it? Or oh no, no, no. Yeah. Oh yeah. Goodness, I just I. I, <laughs> no, I don't, no, you're well, fine. See, you're fine. Honestly. No, no, no. I ha see. I I've learned uh, growing up. I've had a growing ability to tangent. So in a sense, I do kind of need to be told when to stop. But uh, but unless I'm stopped, I'm just gonna keep going. It's a podcast. We're, we're talking so I, I don't mind at all i like but... not in a rude way i don't care like it's completely fine for you to go on i'm just you know <laughs> <I got you. laughs> um i guess i guess because there's like three more things i want to talk to you about but uh, i mean jake and i have like the third topic jake we haven't touched on a single bit yet um no. But sat, like we're running out of time. I know you said you're limited on time to do the podcast. Plus, the sure. podcast is getting really long. So I'm hoping that maybe we could bring you back on in the future to talk about these three topics and like say like because uh, because I do want to talk about Twitter questions. The podcast is then we will sure. do one more thing. But just before we get into that quickly, and uh, maybe if you do end up going ahead and making that video about Minecraft Bedrock and um, yeah. the video is successful, maybe about a few weeks afterwards, would you possibly want to come back on the podcast to talk about that video and talk about maybe if Minecraft like reacted to it or if they made any changes? Like, would you want to come back and kind of express your thoughts on what you like because you you've, you've learned a lot on this podcast absolutely but there's so much more you need to learn so like once you learn all of that would you want yeah. to come back on and maybe express your thoughts on that 
Absolutely. And that, that then we can maybe talk about the first and topic that I wanted to get to into. To be clear, I would absolutely adore if the discussion we have is us being excited that Mojang decided to 180 the problem and start fixing it. I would love for that to be the discussion rather than complaining. I want the game to be good, I but it's just that I have so much reason to point as to why the game is bad. But I want them to, to like just fix these basic things. I yeah. would love love for Mojang to be like, hey, we listened. Like, what company did that recently? <clears throat> Valve with Team Fortress 2. There, a tweet that went viral saying, we, you know, we hear you and we will look after the game a little bit more. I'm not saying Mojang has to address it publicly, so long as they just fix the issues. It's really that simple. Okay, so in an ideal situation, this podcast goes out sometime in July, guaranteed. Started July, over the first week or the second week of July. Two weeks later, give or take, you upload your video or maybe you upload before the podcast comes out who knows whatever you you upload you upload your video two weeks after your video minecraft come out on twitter and they make a statement we are fixing our game obviously not like that but they say something like we are fixing minecraft bedrock or we hear your something as soon as that tweet goes mm -hmm. out would you want to jump back on the podcast and record a podcast based around that tweet and based around what you learned with bugs and like what they could do for not right away now not right away so what, because so would you want to wait till they maybe fix the bugs or when would you want to come back on so no i would just want a bit of time to pass because i think time is the most fair thing that i can offer mojang after making a statement like that but i will not believe mojang if they say it uh because it's like you know i, I don't know if they're going to be all talk and no and no action it really depends on what branch at mojang is controlling uh the narrative if mojang redmond is controlling that narrative i wouldn't believe it for a second if mojang stockholm is controlling that narrative then maybe i'd give it a little bit more cadence but um not right after uh, that tweet would emerge, but I would like to give them time and see if they're willing to put their money where their mouth is because then that's when everybody wins. That's fair enough. So you'd want to wait a bit of time then for like to see if it actually rolls out and happens. Right, exactly. It's 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 a trust problem. I do not trust Mojang at this point to make meaningful change given the how badly every single game company that Microsoft has ever led has done. But that's like, fair enough. That's though, what I mean. Who like I'm talking about some kind of a high level person, Microsoft, whoever is like the reason why their their game companies and their projects tend to always become a steaming pile of garbage, like Windows 10 was for years. Windows 11 is starting to improve it, and I know that some of the team on Windows 11 um, are much more passionate than they used to be, so that's nice. I'm saying that Microsoft, whatever causes Microsoft to have these style of issues to where all of their stuff comes out broken, whoever is in charge of that at the top level needs to be fired. And if that person is ultimately the top boss in regards to Mojang speaking out about these problems, then I won't believe Mojang for a second. So what, so what that means is, because I cannot really know who that person is, because I don't, I don't know who, who's the cause of that, because they're such a big company. Um, the only thing that I can promise is that I'm going to wait and see, and I will believe it when I see it, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. if I see it and they actually implement meaningful change, I will in a nanosecond be excited to, to share my excitement on every single thing that they do that involves the game being made better and the community being more happy with the game. I will praise it. All right. 
Perfect. Um, so I guess since we're running out of time, sadly, because, you know, I'm watching the clock and I know you said you only had 40 minutes left and we've done 32, so I'm getting very Just, worried right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you. I got a text a few moments ago that suggests that I will have more time, but I would like to, I'm going to be actually off, off by 5 p.m. my time. So that's, so I would say I safely have a half hour as long as it's wrapped up before five. Well, we'll probably, I, like I said, we, I want to talk about these last three topics, but that's just something that is going to take a like these, these would have taken up maybe about five minutes on their own. And I kind of do want to get to the Twitter questions because we got a lot of replies and a lot of oh, stuff. Yeah, sure. Oh, absolutely. Of course. Of so course. Of course. What, what we'll do is we'll talk about the Twitter questions. And then if you ever want to come back on the podcast, either to talk about Minecraft or if you just want to come back on again and we can talk about these three topics in a future podcast, you're more than welcome, man. Sure. You're more than welcome sure. anytime. Um, sure. Rapid fire time. I got you. But yeah, let's get into the Twitter questions. So, Jake, do you want to ask the first one and the last one or do you want me to ask the first one and the last one? Because there's three there. Uh, I'll, ask, I'll ask the first one. All right. Go ahead, then. All right, so Potato Pie Twenty Five asks, "What was your favorite video of all time that you made?" Um, the cheat answer is my music videos. Um, especially through the night, that 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 one was. Yeah. Well, that's that's the cheat answer because those are entirely different uh, styles of videos. Um, I would say one of the ones I had the most fun with, if I had to like distill it down to a singular video, I, I can't distill, distill it down to a singular video. But if you want a video, that would be a great one to reference. It's um, it's just titled I Broke Minecraft, but the word broke is the Zalgo style text. So it looks all busted be just because of like the style of narrative that i went through for that video i did that video in two days 16 hour shifts both times because i Jeez. was just like non-stop having so much fun with it like telling that story the way that i did i had so much fun with it just uh it was, and, it, uh, and it was just about like an old optifine bug that no longer that hasn't existed for years but it was the way that i discovered the bug and had fun telling that story i have so much fun just telling stories in a chronological form um on on youtube and that was one of the first big ones where i was like whoa that was a lot of fun another one was i fixed the stupid minecraft mouse problem videos like that i have so much fun with um so i would say that one um but there's so many different examples that i could cite for so many different reasons um i would say the content shift the to scripted content is something i'm most proud of as a as a whole um it is good but, content. Uh, it's very good content like i do really like, enjoy your videos yeah, and I mean, like, I could cite some of the old Let's Play content for a wide variety of reasons. Um, you know, I would say Hunt for the Golden Apple is probably, as far as me making a choice, was probably one of my most solid picks ever, because the that video was just, that series was made from the standpoint of, literally, dude, like... Now we have like 100 days content and people making goals out of Minecraft nonstop. But back then, there wasn't a singular Let's Play on YouTube that I could have found that had a goal in Minecraft. Not sense, one. Yeah. It was all just all just standard Let's Plays of people doing whatever. And some people put in some twists, but I did the hunt for the golden apple thing was just like, what's the rarest treasure? Okay, I'm going to try and hunt for it. And it turned into its, it turned into a thing that ultimately resulted in like my first 100,000 subscribers or so. I guess uh, since you said we got 30 minutes, I can touch on this a little bit. You talked about the music yeah. series. That was one of the topics I brought on. I sure. love that music series so much. Like, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm going to turn into a fanboy here, but I'm allowed to just for a, for a, for a quick second. Just let me have it. Sure, Through sure. the night, I, I love that music series so much. Like, it's one of my... Like, does, I know there's Falling Kingdom and all that, that kind of good, but th I, I, think I made a tweet about it in the past, actually, so that would prove my point. And I'm, I'm not just talking because you're on the podcast. Um, I mm -hmm. genuinely tweeted that is, Through the Night is one of my favorite 
favorite Minecraft music series. Uh, so, like, what what inspired you to do that? Like, why? I just I was following up on the the thing is my musical writing ability is really not all that good. Um, the only reason why these songs were anywhere near as good as they were was because Pedro, um, music by Pedro was I, I worked with him in person on this, okay. and uh, the animation was only as good as it was because uh, I was able to get Bootstrap Buckaroo, who was uh, he does he, he's sort of on and off with minecraft animation um but he was the guy who made jordan's music videos and i was lucky enough to be able to get him for that series but i made it just because you know i wanted a fun music video there, there wasn't a whole lot of thought beyond that aside from i wanted the end to have a twist right um and haha the twist occurs in the end dimension but i sort of i wanted to tug at people's heartstrings with a, with a music video and so Beyond that, it just, I can't exactly, it's like, I'd have to be referencing specific moments in time while me and Pedro were writing the story on this, but it was just like trying to, you know, make a fun music video and ultimately Through the Night is what we got. I do feel like saying this, uh, when me and Pedro were writing Through the Night, uh, it, it took multiple days and at the end of our first night, we didn't have a solid chorus and it was at like four o'clock in the morning. I just sort of like jolted awake and the thought, the thought of if you can craft, you can mine, um, entered my head and the chorus wrote itself after that. It was kind of funny. Uh, it was just purely dumb luck as to why it was written the way that it was written. Um, but yeah, it was a fun project all in all. Um, but the music videos got more stressful over time, so I'm kind of glad to not be doing them anymore. Though if they did as well as Through the Night did, I'd probably still be doing them and probably would really? still enjoy them. But the thing is, I did um, Fight for My Life, which was ultimately a, a song that like I, I should have put, I should have been a lot more... Uh, involved with the songwriting process but it wasn't quite as catchy as i wanted it to be but the animation is absolutely gorgeous but it only pulled a million views and anyone who can theorize how much a music video might cost might understand that a million views is not enough so i just stopped doing them after that point um but for their time they were they were super fun starless tonight is my personal favorite just kind of how catchy it is like do 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 i'm not gonna do it but you know what i mean hmm. um yeah but yeah and that was that was definitely pedro's doing because pedro was the guy who who did the entire instrumental so the reason why they were catchy would have been because of him um especially yeah through the night like all all of my music videos were done by music by pedro so he's really the talent there but you know me and him worked together to get the sound right but he was always the the brains behind that operation i get that yeah i i linked the tweet by the way see it's from march so that's way before i asked you to come on the podcast but way before the podcast even existed so that's that's yep, perfect proof sure. that, um i've been i've enjoyed that for a while oh, i've never i never saw this i actually never saw this tweet because it didn't tag me or anything so it just didn't come back around to me yeah i didn't really get many interactions anyways uh, i guess moving well, on i liked it oh thank you it's a very big flex uh, <laughs> i uh I, oh god i've turned into a fanboy i need to calm down all right the, the whole goal for this podcast yeah, is to keep it thing all right uh the, moving on to the second question then uh, is from shulky and i I'm only and i'm gonna very very keep it to only one feature here so what is one feature on bedrock that you would like to see on java if you can think of one and then vice versa but only only one feature for both ways one feature wow okay Tough, um right? i have to right see like bat you know a few years ago it would have been its general performance improvements but now we have the sodium mod so hmm um goodness one uh, feature one um 
I think, goodness, what do I even say? What do I even say in this case? If you can't think of it, that's completely fine. But I mean, the scripting API. For what way? Is that Bedrock to Java or Java to Bedrock? Bedrock to Java. I think that I, so far as I know, there are quite a few things that Bedrock can do in that regard that Java can't. If I'm wrong on that, then ask that answer. Um, but just really like any... I'm just I'm going to I'm going to actually cheat the answer a little bit here because I can't think of one and I have a better way to answer it. Any features that expand on that idea of Minecraft being a game of infinite wonder and endless possibilities, especially those that allow people to do more with the vanilla game um is what i'm a fan of like those are the feature features that i want the one that cu keeps coming to mind is the structure block user interface uh from bedrock because you can see again a 3d model of exactly what is going to be laid down and yep. it's a small thing but like ultimately when you put it in a vacuum that that idea is better than not having a visual indication of what uh is going to be placed uh you know that sort of thing so just any of those features but that's the one that comes to mind um crossplay honestly if java could crossplay with every other version i you know honestly that should be the one answer crossplay yeah i would love java edition to work on other devices that'd be sick um, doesn't it oh wait, yeah can't mobile players because doesn't pada have uh pada's a mobile content creator by the way Andy. there there Pada is like an or... odd server thing on bedrock i'm pretty sure um where it's like you can you can connect to the that's direct geyser. ip of of hypix or something that's geyser is it okay oh, no, yeah unless oh, okay. unless there's an unless there's another one that has since been made and i'm unaware of it but the last one i, I remember is geyser mm -hmm. okay so yeah that, that makes sense as to why that works then so what about yeah. so what about java to bedrock then there's quite a lot you can name but if you can only if you can only pick one more do you what would you pick for that do you think um, if you, this was this was a follow up question from someone else, by the way. So if you can't think of this, you no, don't have sure, to. no, sure. I'm thinking Java to Bedrock. Um, uh, <laughs> everything. <laughs> Again, you know what that works. Uh, it's, it's one it's, word. <laughs> it, I, 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 let's just say I have a feeling that they're going to be quite satisfied with like uh with what I've said earlier because that was their question. I have a feeling that I and I have a feeling I answered their question in <laughs> in huge ways. As far as any like specific feature, again, like I can't think of anything specifically offhand. It's just my ability to like randomly recall like what my desires would be on this is kind of weak as a just from a human standpoint. But I will say it would would be some kind of answer like it ultimately would be something that improves the experience for the players playing that edition like anything in that regard general i would say general stability i would say the world border make the world border and everything from the spawn point all the way out to the world border work that's right. what I want from Java Edition, is the world border and general world functionality and stability. Mm, I don't like it when you go 2 million blocks out and the world starts to barf all over itself. Yeah. Why? 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 I thought you liked breaking <laughs> the game. I thought you liked breaking the game, man. Because, you see, like, <laughs> you know, I understand that there are people out there who will defend Microsoft as much as they can, but they just need to stop because when there are real issues, then we need to, we need to acknowledge them. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. God, I, I, I have not, like, it's not that I have nothing but disrespect for people who, like, defend Mojang and Microsoft in the face of real problems, but it blows my mind that that people were doing that so much, but I think fewer people are doing that than they used to. I think I think a lot of people are starting to wake up yeah. to the real problem. Mm -hmm. So, honestly, that right there is a great sign for the Minecraft community if they're waking up to the real problems, because if the game was largely flawless or... Or rather, like, had more little issues, right? Things that are more opinionated in nature. I, I wouldn't complain. 
I'd be happy. I would. I. I. Uh, so yeah, features that make the game better. Oh God, I get so heated from such simple questions, but I don't have an individual answer because there's so many things that deserve the spotlight. And uh, we normally. We yeah, normally one thing run. I would. Oh yeah, that was. Oh yeah, go on, Jake. Yeah. Sorry, I was just gonna say something really quick. Oh no no. Um, gonna... Well, one thing oh. I would. <laughs> yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, Okay, okay. Well, one thing I would really say for Bedrock to improve on is their combat system. Because without server, without custom server um, knockback and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I, I, w- I would want to say Bedrock would be hopeless. Like, for, for servers like the Hive, for example, they have the, they have their, their custom um, PvP, combat yeah. and knockback features that make it so much more playable than if you go in a survival world and, like, play with your friends. Yeah. And it's like, they were working on this unified combat system for a little while. Now... I think that whoever told me this, it was just their opinion. So I'm not saying it's absolute fact because it would be accusing Mojang of something. But um, I have heard it was one person's opinion that uh, Mojang gave up on the combat changes because of the bigger YouTubers blowing up and ultimately just using the system that was there. And uh, Mojang just became complacent. It's like they saw that what was there was fine and they're just like, why put any effort into this? When in reality, yeah, there's probably quite a lot that they could do to the combat system if they just had kept working with the community. That's actually a fantastic example of when Mojang went from working with the community to no longer working with the community. Uh, was was that it's just suddenly one day news of a new combat system just stopped and so far as i remember that was going to be it was planned to be a unified combat system to work on all interfaces but then you know mojang stockholm the ones developing it just kind of stopped i guess they just maybe they just saw that they didn't need to cater to who knows who knows what the real reason is but yeah like fixing the combat problems would be amazing Fair enough. I guess, Jake, do you want to ask the last question? Yep, then? sure. All right, so the last question is from Annie. What is your favorite game you played back in the day? Uh, Tony Hawk Underground. I should, sorry, I should, um, I should alter this question because I wrote that down very poorly. That's my bad. They oh, is it a Minecraft okay. mini game, <laughs> like video wise? Well, hey, oh, major. okay. That's oh, they, my, they that's get my problem. That they get two answers, yeah. <laughs> they get two answers. Um. <sighs> Oh, goodness. There are so many Minecraft minigames from the experimental phase of servers. Um, uh, I'm probably going to give the W to Mineplex's Gravity, because I think that was the very last time where Mineplex was really trying to push the envelope before I think Spoo sold Mineplex. Or maybe he just gave it away, I don't know, but he stopped working on Mineplex. Um, and then I noticed the quality of games really went through the toilet. Like, Mindplex bought up some other server that had nothing but, like, really mid-tier games. And it all kind of started falling from there. I'm gonna give- I'm gonna actually answer the question a third way. There was a server that used to exist called Dan's Arcade, and it was the most mind-blowing minigame experience of all time, and I was really sad that that server did not take off in the long run, and servers like it. Because servers that are creative with their minigames like I'm not saying there's nothing I'm not saying there's anything wrong with Bed Wars, Sky Wars, X Wars, Walls. I'm not just saying there's anything wrong with what makes Hypixel popular, but I was really sad to see that creativity was not enough to to push uh Minecraft servers forward and allow for them to live in the long run. That's fair enough. Yeah, I um But also my... the, the the server Eula debacle also put a huge 
huge crunch into that for many servers that were becoming big in the 2014-2015 region um, because it became a lot more difficult to make money on servers at that time and a lot of Java Edition servers died and that's when the Java Edition community really started to become mad at Mojang. Like, our anger with Mojang goes back a long ways. I um One of my personal favorites is Dropper. I'm, I've always been quite a big fan of Dropper or Prisons. I really like Prisons. Love it. I just had the mining aspect. It's fun. <laughs> when I made a server, uh, the Ant Venom server network, one of my most popular games was based on something like Dropper, except it was called Deadly Descent, where you had to get from top to bottom without dying. Um, that that was the goal. And yeah, so Dropper's one of my around, favorites as well. By the way, no, it hasn't been around for a long time. It was way too stressful to run. It was uh, it, it was yeah. almost like I was it, it was like I was running it myself. Um, you know the 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 other management that was there. It's like I wasn't the one necessarily hiring them, but I also didn't have the knowledge to hire those people myself and. Ultimately, the people who did get hired were... I'm not going to blame it entirely on them. Um, my waning YouTube career did not help at all. But uh, we had a lot... I mean, we had a lot of good minigames. I didn't mean to tangent too, too much into that. But... Uh yeah, I have a lot of experience in the Minecraft minigame server space. And yeah, the dropper, what I'm saying is the dropper based minigames are so much fun as well. Like I have a lot of fun with those. And I would say dropper is arguably better because the art can stand out a lot more on a map like that. 100%, because you're yeah. trying to get from you're trying to get from top to bottom, not only without dying, but without hitting anything along the way. So I think it caters better to Minecraft mechanics. Um, and, you know, it, it has stood the test of time, the, the dropper style. Uh, so I like that too. I mean, anything parkour naturally gets my attention as well. Oh yeah, I heard you're uh, used to be the parkour pro or something. That was another Twitter question, but I can only choose. We can only choose three really. But something about you being a parkour god or best parkour player. Uh, I'll be honest, like calling myself the parkour master, which you can still That's find like with That's with videos on YouTube. It's like I'll be honest, I was definitely try. I was I was trying to clickbait when I was doing that. <laughs> it was cert it was different times, and like people called me it because I did actually. I you know I was good at parkour. I because. I was good at parkour for the same reason I was good at Tony Hawk, which was brutally just beating my face and hands into the ground while playing it is what made me good at it because I would just try the jumps over and over and over and over and over until I eventually was good at the majority of styles of jumps. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, it's funny if I do ever like hop onto Hypixel, what I usually find myself doing is their lobby parkour. So it's the, it's actually what I have the most amount of experience with in the modern era. The few times I've picked up the game, I'll do parkour for like an hour. Galaxi on Bedrock Edition has a parkour builders in it it's uh, really cool like uh so the community of galaxy will build their own parkour maps and some of them are close to impossible to beat and yeah so that might be something yeah. if you ever get a chance to play or if you ever want to play better edition galaxy parkour builders might be the thing for you if you enjoy parkour a lot still yeah uh probably not the impossible ones I, I i'm more of a fan of speed when it comes to parkour where it's like yeah they're gonna be difficult jumps but like i'm not a fan of like giga impossible jump followed by giga impossible jump followed yeah, by that fair, 30 yeah. more times and no checkpoints i'm not a fan of those maps i think from a gameplay perspective those don't quite hit the mark but i am a yeah i'm still a big fan of parkour so uh um i that's something that i would if i wound up on that server you can bet i'd probably wind up there pretty quickly fair enough is checking to see what people have made i guess before we wrap this up do any of you have anything else you'd like to say for the podcast uh no i think i'm all good and anything else you want to talk about possibly <laughs> i think i've spoken enough <laughs> <laughs> it's your it's your podcast and we normally would have wrapped up the podcast about 40 minutes ago but we've got all the time in the world we're only ending Draw. because you don't <laughs> 
Sure. All I'll say is uh, best, you know, if like if, if anyone feels like continuing the discussion or just asking me anything specifically, I mean, Twitter's a good place, but uh, if they need to ask it in private, email's a good place. And I know that we talked about both of those today. Uh, but yeah, I, I suppose, uh, you know, um, if <laughs> what, what else do I say from this point? Do you want to um, promote yourself? So talk about where we can find Ant Venom on every social media. You can find me on YouTube at Ant Venom. You can find me on Twitter at Ant Venom. You can find me on uh, Discord at Ant Venom 0001. Um, you can find me on Discord at Discord.gg slash Ant Venom. <laughs> and you can find me on TikTok, even though I don't use it all that much yet, um, at Ant Venom uh, YT. Fair enough. And at least I think that's it. <laughs> we hope for the sake of the podcast. <laughs> and this has been I know this has been a very, very special podcast. We have been recording now for an hour and fifty minutes. This is Jake Jake yeah. wanted to keep the podcast to forty five to one hour yeah. podcast and we've done it. Who's <laughs> just blown that away? So <laughs> uh, you've been amazing. Thank you so much for accepting the email and coming on. As you you know, you've been an amazing guest and please if you ever want to come back on a podcast or if you like it do i mean maybe a few months or like weeks whatever down the line would you be happy to come sure. back on a podcast so we can touch sure, on more it's, topics sure, we it's, get it's, to talk yeah about. it's something it, it's something that we discussed and i think that it would be a good time to uh you know like if and when I, I still think it's a when um when i would get around to making that uh that video that talks about the other jo uh, bedrock edition issues um if there is a lot more to add to the discussion yeah i don't have a problem with it and either way i don't have a problem with it because i'm sure there'll be plenty to talk about so yeah, I, 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 I'd enjoy it. Perfect. Thank you, Jake, for showing up today. Also, you've been amazing. Host. Sorry that I kind of took over on the talk a little bit. It's, oh, uh, good, oh, good. it's my bad. It's just uh, I had a lot of right. last stuff I wanted to say. But you, you've both been amazing. And thank you so much. And, you know, I, I wish you great luck with the future of your channel. And hopefully, if and when, more to the when side, when this video comes out, it will mm -hmm. hopefully fix Minecraft. It. Who knows? But it could actually be the I video hope. that sorts Minecraft out. Well, it's gonna have to sort Microsoft out uh, first, yeah. but um, you know, it, it. But maybe, but what Microsoft could just easily say, "Hey, Mojang Stockholm, why don't you guys handle the way that this is developed from this from this point out?" If they can just take their L and still own the game, like you know, own the game from a ownership standpoint, but just like delegate a better team to doing it, um, one that is within Mo Mojang Stockholm's vision, then that is what would make me the most happy because I think that would stand the greatest chance of success. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you 100%. If they can do that, then that works the best out for everybody, including the player base, mm -hmm. the most. Especially the player base, yeah. The most, as you said. This has been the Inside Minecraft podcast. Everything you need to know inside Minecraft. More lean into Minecraft bedrock for this podcast. Thank you, Ant. Yep. Thank you, Jake. You've both been amazing. We will all see you. Well, not all of us. <laughs> we will see you next I week uh, with I, whoever's uh, on next week. Hope you all have enjoyed. My name is Ant Venom, and I bid you all farewell. Thanks so much for watching. <laughs>